our body basically has solar panels all over it, right? Yeah. Like every cell, yeah, every cell has what are called chromophores and they basically can convert light to energy. Much like plants have like chlorophyll that can convert like UV light into energy and those kind of things. We can convert basically red, infrared light and we can also do UV as well a little bit, but the big ones for like energy and healing are infrared and red. Right, and so they, uh, so we use these lasers in certain wavelengths. We use in a, in a power enough that they can like penetrate deep enough to create a response in that area. And then every tissue and every cell has a resonant frequency to it, right? So what we do is we target the type of tissue with the wavelength of energy at a power that can get into the area of injury. At a, mm -hmm. at a frequency that basically resets that normal oscillation of the cell because sick and injured cells do not oscillate at the right frequency for the cells. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Ancient Health Podcast. Welcome, and today I have a very special guest, uh, one of my closest friends, one person that I've known for a very long time uh, is Dr. Noah Moose out of Austin, Texas. And Doc, we really appreciate you coming here. Before we even, we even start, I want to say this. I'm really grateful because of not only the work that he's done on my mother, but the work that he's doing with neurology and with athletes, with concussion, with protocols that um, are not really touted in neurology. So you guys are going to hear a lot about the advancements, the ways that you can help with neurology and help people with these different conditions in a new format. So Dr. Noah, thank you so much, my friend, for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So one of the things I always say that uh, I really want to talk about is I always try to start with stories, Noah. So yeah. if you guys, you guys need to follow Dr. Mo Dr. Noah Moose, like literally I, I knew Noah when he was probably 16 or 17. And this is no way saying that he was a young guy and he, he knew so much back then. And truly guys, and doc, let me know if I get the story wrong, seriously. <laughs> but I, I'm, just, I'm wondering how embarrassing the story is. No, no, it's not embarrassing. No, no, this is a great story. <laughs> uh, this, he would come in and, and we would do uh, track meets with a guy named Coach Ramsey. And we would go and help individuals and kids with like bad ligaments and knees and stuff like that. And Noah came and he was like 16 or, or maybe even younger. I don't, I can't remember how old, but he was already knowing how to do kinesiology. Like he would say, oh, we, I've done this and this and I can help this. And I was like, this, this guy knows it already. Apparently, Dr. Noah had already been shadowing or been worked on by a certain other docs and maybe highlight on that and learned it. And to me, that's what I love about Noah, though. It's like the enthusiasm. And when you guys are here, I want you guys, the preface of this podcast is let Dr. Noah talk about what he's doing. But I want to talk about what you do, who you are. We're going to do a bio for you. And we want you to tell us about that. Um, but I really think that the amount of work you're doing with athletes and I mean, Olympic athletes all around the world, like Noah will say, yeah, I was in Budapest last weekend <laughs> or, or, or I was like, where? Like, you're, and you're like, I'm in Sweden this week. And I'm like, all right. Like, that's what happens when you have good work. So we're going to talk about neurology. Let's talk about that, doc, if you don't mind, like talk about strokes. We'll talk about concussions and about just being able to bring people back to health. So first of all, give us a a background about you and uh, like, so people can know you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I grew up in, in like in, in the middle of Kansas um, and I got introduced to kind of alternative, like natural healthcare, kinesiology, like all that at a, a very young age because of an, an injury that I had. Um, and basically I was supposed to have knee surgery and coach Ramsey, I met him and he was, <laughs> he wanted me to run for him and all of that. And 
I was at a meet and he's like, why aren't you running today? And I was like, well, I've got this knee injury. They're going to have to scope my knee. Um, so I was supposed to have knee surgery. And he's like, where are your parents at? <laughs> Kristen, you know, you know, Ramsey. So that makes a lot of sense to you. And so I go over and I'm like, and I was like, well, they're right over there. And he's like, I can fix this in 15 minutes. And, uh, and so like, so I go get my parents and they're kind of like, yeah, whatever. If you can save us from having to pay for a surgery, like we're good with this. And so he works on me for like 15 minutes, like in the bleachers of a track meet and I hadn't been able to run for two weeks. And now I'm like running up and down the track completely pain-free after that. And then it just kind of like stuck with me. And you talk about like just being the, the kid that wanted to shadow everybody and all of that. I feel like everybody that I shadowed probably has a very different like opinion on that where they're like, yeah, this was just the annoying kid that wouldn't leave us alone and kept asking <laughs> us like what we want. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? What are you doing here? Like, and, and all that kind of stuff. Because it was like after that experience and just experiencing, you know, basically, you know, the potential that like, and you never know with the surgery, like, was I ever going to be able to run again? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, how long am I going to be out? It was, you know, my junior year in high school. Well, am I going to like lose an opportunity for a college scholarship? Right? And then just bam, like 15 minutes in like the bleachers of a, of a track meet and I'm back. And so I just became enamored with like all of this work. And I just wanted to learn more. And just, I was just, I'm, you know, I'm very inquisitive, just asking questions, like trying to find people who are doing all these things and just trying to search out the best techniques for like healing and recovery and all of that to help myself at that time. But then as it kind of translated, I just saw so many other things and kind of a background story that not a lot of people know about like where that like inquisitiveness comes from is my mom actually had a super rare autoimmune disease. Um, so when we were three years old, she was in hospice. And so mm. she almost passed away when I was three. She had what's called Wagner's granulomatosis. It's an autoimmune disease that affects the lungs, the kidneys, and the sinuses. And uh, she ended up making a recovery, but dealt with like all kinds of complications from that, like chronic pain. Um, like she had sinus migraines every day of her life, but you know, she was a single mom, like still went to work, like did all these things. And I watched her like just go through and like tough all these things out. And I think as like a young kid, I was like, wow, like not only do I think that that's kind of where like this like drive and passion comes from, because I was like, man, like she's working so hard, but she's not really, you know, she was just managing it. And then when we got it, she got uh, actually when I think we were in like sixth or seventh grade, she went to pick up something and like her back went out. And they're like, well, you're going to either have to have like back surgery that's going to put you down for like six months. And she's like, Hey, you know, I got like, she's like, I have to work, you know, like, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm the sole provider. And that's when she got actually introduced to chiropractic. And then that kind of like made this like connection between that. She did like, when did like five adjustments and she was back at work like a week later. Right. Like, so instead of like six months, like with the back surgery to like, you know, like a week worth of chiropractic care and was back in. And so we kind of started to like lean more towards that, like natural health side. And so but I've always like had this thing where it's like, I've watched her struggle for so long with like the complications of that issue that I was like, man, there's gotta be another way. And then when I, when I kind of had my experience blended with like, you know, trying to like find ways to help my mom too, that's kind of where I plant like the athletics with like the chronic illness, chronic pain, autoimmunity, like all of that. And then what I started to see as these two worlds bridge together is that really a lot of the problems, like obviously like the immune system and stuff like that are a component to it, but the brain was the big driver, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like, whether it, you know, like you could call it like whatever part of it, field of health that you want to, but it's like, it's like really in all of these conditions with like 
high-performing athletes, chronic pain, chronic autoimmunity, all of that, I'm less concerned about like what's going on systemically or what the condition is, but like what's going on in the brain and then the body and then how those two kind of connect. And so that's kind of the way that like my two worlds came together with like mm. sports performance, athletics, and then like chronic pain, um, auto, like, you know, like chronic illness, like those kind of things. And it's, it's, it all bridges at the, at, at the brain. And then the muscles are the windows to the body, right? They tell us the story about what's mm. going on in the body. So we look at basically that brain muscle body connection. And as we start to get those things connected, and then you throw in like the, the acupuncture Chinese medicine principles, right? Like when that all of the muscles and organs have a, or all the muscles have an organ relationship, the brain has neurology connection to those areas we can like start to get this whole picture where like addressing the physical body can also help to reset all of these things in the in the brain in the like immune system because we're not treating the immune system or anything we're just treating the basically i would say we just treat the physical manifestations of stress and that's that like brain body like meridian connection bringing it all together in a holistic fashion to where we can just reconnect the body and then the body can heal as it's designed because we're not really treating any condition at all we're just trying to like basically look for those blocks in the brain, the body and the meridian system to like restore this back to kind of normal function. And I like the way you put that to talk. It's like when you talk about the perception of the brain, like you're saying how the brain perceives a problem, how it perceives a condition. And I, I, the one of the biggest things that like I, the people that are listening to that right now is that I love the way that whenever I watch you work, um, you, uh, if you don't mind me talking about it, like you yeah, do go for different it. techniques like uh, quantum neurology and you've incorporated laser therapies and you've created like um, a system to where you use like ARP wave technology. And, and one of the things I remember you seeing you do for anybody's wondering, it's like when he talks about the brain and how it perceives information, you're right. It's like, how does the, bre the brain even receive the information? And if it can't get to the brain correctly, how can the brain create a response that's proper and appropriate to the problem. And no one would do this. Dr. Moose would like, he would, I mean, we learned this in school, but he took it to another level. He would be like, now uh, shift your eyes this way, stick out your tongue, put it to the side of your mouth. This is the thing. To me, really, man, it's like you can have those, they call them simple movements, but there's a lot entwined with those simple movements to tell you about your brain and your, and your, and your, yeah. um, and your life. So, and go anywhere you want to with this brother for people out there like they have this big problem like you've worked with people with concussions let's just let's go down some of the rabbit holes here you have people that have concussions you have people with strokes you help my mom out people have seen that video um the, the amount of people that come to you i, I want to brag about how much you've helped with olympic athletes what are some of the biggest problems tell the story like the biggest problem you see with olympic athletes what are some of the biggest conditions and what are some of the things you've helped do like with your techniques to help with these type of individuals yeah so i know how to do it so really like when we look at it, right, like the muscles work a lot like the muscles in the brain and that whole connection works a lot like a breaker box in a house, right? And so basically what's happening is there's amount of force that the body can handle, right? Mm -hmm. So let's take like an Olympic athlete, NFL player, like something like that, right? They can generate so much force, mm -hmm. right? And so, but sometimes when you get this like repetitive, like force and you're like hammering, 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 one of those circuits can blow out, right? And then what will happen is the body, like, if you don't reset that circuit, the body has to make a compensation, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you, you then basically have like one muscle doing the work of two. Well, eventually that's going to blow out that circuit as well too, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason that Olympic athletes and like professional athletes are so good at what they do is they can make adaptations incredibly quickly, 
right? Mm. But what ends up happening is they make so many adaptations that eventually they just can't adapt anymore, right? Like, so they lose their ability to adapt. So what we're doing is we're basically going in, we're using really specific like testing to identify all these little individual like muscles like of the body. So you can test over 400 different divisions of the muscles, right? So we go in and we hone in like, let's take the quads, for example, right? Like the quads means four, right? Well, there's actually, if you actually take, and we've done this, we went to the, we, we went to the anatomy lab at the University of Utah. Um, and we looked at basically cadaver muscles. There's actually 13 different divisions in the quad where wow. one part of the quad may have four different divisions where part of the muscle fibers go this way, part go this way, part go this way, part go this way. And we're talking like the vastus medialis, right? So there's actually like four different divisions of the vastus medialis alone. So you're taking somebody who is a high level athlete and you want to get them the best possible outcome, right? You want everything on right? Like it's not uncommon for me to have like somebody fly in and we're like, okay, you've got like 47 like muscle divisions that are off and they're, and we're going to spend the next, like, you know, I've got you, I've got you for three days, like over a weekend while you're in town, right? Okay. We're going to turn on all 47 of these muscles. And then once we have those circuits reconnected, we want to in, try to work on increasing the amount of amperage or force that breaker can handle. So that's where we do different movement things. That's where we use things like arc wave. That's where we use things like laser. And the whole time, there's also areas we're using laser on certain parts of the body, basically nerve root areas, muscle insertion, the cerebellum, like where we're trying to basically get like this strong, like amplitude connection to there and then clean up mm -hmm. the whole signal in between. So then when they go like run again, jump again, get tackled, tackle somebody else, right? That they have this higher resistance to like injury and like mm -hmm. the more force that they can generate. And that's why it's, it's, it's funny. Um, we had, I had an Olympic long jumper that I worked with and he always, he loves to, we, we love to tell this story, right? In 2021, it was his senior year at the university of Texas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he went to the NCAA meet and he got fourth at the NCAA meet. So in a college meet, right. Mm -hmm. And his, I, his coach coached a couple of the athletes that I work with. And his coach was like, Hey, like this kid's got, a, he, he, there, there's just something off with him. Do you think you could check him out? And I was supposed to take a look at like three people at that time. And I said, okay, I'm going to be at the hotel room at this time. I I've been in the room, maybe 20 seconds. And I might hear bam, 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 like knocking on the door. Right. And so he, and, and he's like the first, beats everybody up there. He's like, yeah, I heard you were in, I, he's like, he's like, coach said you could take a look at me. He's like, I'm really excited to like, you know, to for, for you to take a look at me. And so I, we work on it. I test every, like all these circuits and I'm like, man, there is like nothing working in this kid. Right. And so we go through and, you know, like 30, 45 minute session, we just, you know, get like his major, like, like circuits reset in that area. And then like the next day he goes out and jumps. And he was fourth at the NCAA meet, winds up third at the Olympic trials and makes the Olympic team, right? <laughs> and it jumps like two feet further, like a week later than he did in that meet. And it was just because his system, I think this is a great example of like the system just being so overloaded that, uh, you know, that, that like it, it was so overloaded and we just went through and reset and he had all the potential in the world. All the training was in there. Everything was in there. And we just reset everything. And then he was able to go like express his like given talents and abilities. And, and that just led him to making the Olympic team. And then, you know, like last year he made the world team again. Right. So wow. it's like, you just, and you just go through and you reset these circuits in these people. So it's, it's really, and because in all professional sports, you know, 
professional track, it's tenths of a second, hundreds of a second, you know, centimeters, millimeters, you know, like it, it all makes the biggest difference in the world between making a team, not making a team, a meddling at the Olympics, not meddling at the Olympics, winning a world championship or an Olympic gold medal. And like, you know, finishing like, you know, like sixth, right. It's like, uh, like a sec under a second or, you know, under a meter for most of these people. Right. Like, so it's, uh, it's, so when we can fine tune and we can go through and we can analyze all those different divisions and we have this way to look at all of this, we can go in and create these like amazing changes and then build that amperage. And then as we continue to work with these athletes over time, they like you build and build and build and build and um, it just, it's, it's amazing what you can do. So it's, it's an oh, exponential yeah. thing, right? Like, it's like, people are like, when am I done? And I was like, whenever you're done, right? Like, it's like, there's no end. We're just going to keep layering and layering and trying to make you better and better and better. So I, I love it the way you put amperage, because I think if people out there, the athletes that are listening out there, the, the individuals out there that have issues with their muscles, when we talk about amperage, it's really like Dr. Noah is talking about, okay, so you have a frequency of information that's going between your brain and your muscle. And Dr. Noah's like, let's, how do we increase the amplitude? How do we increase the strength of the signal so that your muscles can get the right amount of strength because your brain's connected fully to it? So the individuals out there probably are saying, okay, Dr. Noah, what, because I've seen you work with these individuals. Like I saw, I love watching your feed. So everybody watched their, his feed, like he'll have Olympic athletes who can't use their quads. Yep. And he works with them and in the next meet, they're like, oh, my quads are turned on and I did the best I've ever done. I think people forget, like you say, the muscular connection. When we talk about nerves, we're also talking about how do we increase blood flow to the actual, to the muscle. The individuals out there have concussions, the individuals out there that have chronic back pain or, and, and the athletes out there that have a torn muscle in their leg. We, we know that like when they're talking, you're talking about the laser therapy. Like I love to go down the ARP wave and you talk about infrared. You use it on the brain, you use it on certain parts of the body to actually help them and like increase and can you just give them a, just a basic synopsis or just a basic, like it ain't one thing that says laser and arc wave. What is it? Does it help for the brain, the connections there? Cause some people are like, I have these issues and I want to know what laser is and what an arc wave is to help me. Our body basically has solar panels all over it, right? Yes. Like every cell. Yeah. Every cell has what are called chromophores and they basically can convert light to energy, much like plants have like chlorophyll that can convert like UV light into energy and those kind of things. We can convert basically red, infrared light, and we can also do UV as well a little bit, but the big ones for like energy and healing are infrared and red, right? And so they, uh, so we use these lasers in certain wavelengths. We use it in a power enough that they can like penetrate deep enough to create a response in that area. And then every tissue and every cell has a resonant frequency to it, right? So what we do is we target the type of tissue with the wavelength of energy at a power that can get into the area of injury at a, mm. at a frequency that basically resets that normal oscillation of the cell because sick and injured cells do not oscillate at the right frequency for the cells. And that's why that's part of why they become diseased. And so we want to try to reset it back to that like normal frequency oscillation and then use the right, like the right wavelength to activate those chromophores. So we typically use red, infrared, and purple um, in our office. And, uh, and and those are, those are the, 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 the colors that we use. And then, like I said, each tissue has its own resonant frequency. So we go after trying to restore like that normal resonant frequency in there. But we, I always say chemistry is slow. Physics is fast, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got to have the chemistry, like the nutrition, like the supplements, like 
the repair stuff like in for all of this to work. So we're always looking like underneath too, like what's going on. Like, you know, an athlete has a chronic quad problem. I, I had a, you know, we've had athletes flying with these chronic hamstring. They've been all over the world. And we're like, we do like a food sensitivity test and we're like, oh, like you've got like, uh, like gluten sensitivity and you've got like some zonulin issues in there. So we need to kind of support this leaky gut and we need you to get off gluten and we're going to then reset your, like your hamstrings and quads because that's related to your digestive tract in there. And they've been all around the world traveling all there. We get these things, we get them on these things, we get them resonating. We're both targeting the muscle and the meridian that relates to that whole area. And we, we start to see that healing. So it's like, it's, it's basically figuring out, you know, where is the injury coming from? Is it simply just a structural injury? Did they just do too much, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like and every athlete has been out there, they know it, right? And, and so we're, we're looking for that. And then with the arc wave, the arc wave is direct current. So what we're doing with that, and you saw us do this with your mom on top of that, is we do, we scan everywhere in the body and we look for basically areas of electrical interference. And then we'll actually run current through those areas of electrical interference to restore that normal electrical flow, because basically there's like a roadblock there. And so, and it could be anywhere, right? Like, mm. I mean, we, we've seen like, it, it, we're, we're, like, I always remember one of my mentors saying where it ain't, it is, and where it is, it ain't right. So we, we look at like these other areas and then this is what we do. We reset the muscles. Then we find the imbalance in that area. We run the current through them and we just have them do basic activities. It might be like, I mean, our, our basic one is like, get out of a chair, right? Like a sit to stand. And it's the most basic thing. Nobody can do it right. <laughs> it's a and that's where like torn up bags come from and all this. So it's like, we reset the muscles that are overloaded, but if we don't fix the movement pattern as well with it, then it's going to just come back. Right. And it's like, and so, so that's where in the arc wave re-enhances the neuro, like that brain muscle connection where it's like, okay, cause it's going like. It's going afferent, efferent, right? You know, up, down, up, down. And we do a forward and reverse push with the direct current through both of those areas to take it from the body to the brain and the brain to the body to reconnect those circuits in those areas. As anybody who's been on the arc wave knows, it gets very, very intense. I mean, we work with everything from like, you know, like like elderly patients to like Olympic athletes. It, it, like there's very few people that can max that thing out, right? Like, so... It's, like, uh, it's, it's pretty intense it's, it's it experience. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to do when we're trying to increase that amperage. And so it's really for like the light, it's just getting the like energy into that area. So where we're take like concussion or stroke or something like that, there's the damage area to the brain. And that's what I think is kind of lacking in some of the areas of like stroke rehab and that is they're working on the physical body, but the problems in the brain. And there's like not really a great way to get like energy into the brain until recently with the development of like lasers that can actually like get in there. And even like low powered lasers can help, but it's like this mid range laser that can really, it's not too intense, but it also is strong enough to get in there. And then we're using it there and then we're using it on the affected limb. And we're just trying to use that to reconnect the circuitry to that area. So. Oh, I, I love it the, the way that um, an individual would be like, okay, so when we talk about like connecting the brain back to the muscle and, and I love it, like when you, when you talked about like with even arc wave, how you have these afferent, efferent, you have connections from the brain to the body, body to the brain. And I, I mean, I would like consider it, it's almost like, you know, what do we do when our internet speed's low? We go on some kind of app and check, you know, on our phone and say, what's the speed of our internet? And I'm like, what happens if you have a bad phone connection? You get static. 
So your brain can't perceive static and get the right information and give you the right response. So I loved it. Like when you're working on my mom, because, you know, people see me with Mama Chong. Mama Chong had a, a second stroke and, and, and Dr. No was telling me, he goes, hey, I have her plan to, to be walking uh, on her own in like two days. And I was like, let's do it. Okay. And you know what? My mom was doing that and walking because he got the interference out from between the brain and the body. And, um, and I, and I, I want to say this too, and I hope I don't go too sidetracked in Dr. Noah's scan. He found some different types of, like you say, infections in the brain that he says, okay, there's some stuff here left here. That's probably injuring her brain and causing some malfunctions and toxicities where the brain is deteriorated. I hate to say it. And it is, it's imbalanced and it can't get to that. All that to say, um, I think it's important when individuals hear what you're saying is that if you've had strokes, if you had concussions, if you've had these kind of like myasthenia graves, if you've had muscular issues and you think, man, I don't think I'll ever get my strength back. I'm just telling you what, when my mom was taking her first steps by herself, you should have seen the look on her face. And you got to look at Dr. Noah's feet. And I'm just going to brag, like literally it's crazy how in in a good way that it's really about how the brain perceives it. You were showing, uh, Dr. Noah was showing this other technique and I, I'm going down the rabbit hole. He was saying you can use magnets, magnets on your brain because the magnets can create a, literally a magnetic field in certain areas of the brain and accentuate the strength of the part of the brain where it's been injured. And you can find out where the injury is in the brain. All that to say how he connects it to an acupuncture, find the area of the brain that was injured, find the connection to the body. This part of the body is injured. Work with laser on that part of the brain, get it up, like uploaded some more energy, mitochondria energy, and it starts to connect to the body and the body starts to move. And I love the way you just said it, bud. When you said about like how the, the quads, the abdominals are connected to the brain. People out there probably don't understand when we do something, I, I can see it in your brain because Noah's brain, I used to think I was kind of hyper. I'm not hyper. Like Noah's brain can go like, <laughs> like six different ways at once, which I think is beautiful because not only is he thinking about neurology, muscular, arterial. He's also thinking, okay, I've got uh, the acupuncture system going on. Like the, the, uh, the large intestine, small intestines, always related to like the quads and the hamstrings. But if you look in neurology too, like the L2, L3, L4 nerves are connected to your digestion. So you have these athletes, like you just said, that have gluten sensitivities. Like my mom, like you'd say, okay, she can't eat this. She can't do this. Why? Because it will tear down your neurology. And people don't think that it does. We had, the, we had the arc wave. We had the neurology aspect of it. When you're working with athletes now, can you describe to us like to and, and, and say anything you want about people out there that want to know like what kind of work we know we do kinesiology and stuff like that, but we're talking about neurology because I guarantee people on this podcast are going to be like, dude, I'm an athlete. I'm hurting. I'm injured, but I'm also had a stroke or my parent had a stroke. You do like quantum neurology and you do the mixture of the lasers and stuff. We're going to describe your office, but what are like some of the main components, like the certain techniques that you like to put together so people can even research you or search somebody in their area? Yeah. So basically we do kind of a, like you said, a a combination of like uh, quantum and functional neurology. Um, We do like applied kinesiology, um, biofeedback, bioresonance. Um, We use like the ARP wave, we use the laser. Um, We incorporate all of the like meridian, like system, like all of that as well too. And then we're basically, so it's like, we're looking at all those ways where we can look at the interference. And then the other thing is, is, is most people who are in injured, or in an energy crisis as well, too. Mm. So we actually look at different ways that we can put energy into the body. And there's basically, and it follows the Chinese medicine theory, right? Like it, uh, there's basically four elements and there's four ways to put energy in the body. So it's like, you have like magnetic fields. So you talk about us using magnets. We use different types of magnets, like on the brain, we use pulse electromagnetic field in both like high power and low power doses. Um, we use um, oxygen and carbon dioxide therapies 
um, and all of that as well to like oxygenate the body, help the body like heal. We use ionization. We use um, shockwave therapy, sound wave therapy, uh, direct current, microcurrent, um, laser light, infrared, like saunas, like all those kind of things, because we've got to work with the body to put energy back into it. Because like I said, it's like, we want that function of like the nutrition, which is the chemistry. And I always say, and then you want the physics, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, people have like chemistry problems, structural problems, and physics problems, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like anatomy, chemistry, and physics. Everybody who's like a doctor right now is like kind of going, oh my, they're having like little PTSD. And yeah. they're like, they're like, oh man. It, it, but when you, when you think about it, right? It's like protons, electrons, neutrons. And then it's like the chemical raw materials that make your body make those. And then like the structure that feeds back into the whole and neurology that feeds back into the whole body. So it's like the muscles and all of that. So we're kind of looking at this whole component of like how like all of those different things influence each other. So yes, yes. And I, and man, I mean, I love these conversations because me and Noah come from like the same backgrounds. And I mean, when we talk about like uh, how everything feeds together, because well, you know, as well as I do, when you're checking somebody, you put my mom in like a hyperbaric chambers and, and you said the oxygenation and how to get the tissue revitalized, how big of an issue. And I know it is a big issue because you use microcurrent and, and that's what I'm saying. You use technology to help with biochemical issues and um, with athletes and with people with concussions. How much do you see like the infection realm? I mean, that, that comes in because it's just it's blocking information. Do you see what kind of infection do you see in your practice that people need to look out for? Basically. Yeah. I mean, stealth infections are big things. I mean, we've, I mean, even in the like elite athlete world, right? Like, so we're always like looking for like those kind of things as well, trying to like hunt those out. So when, when something's not like adding up, right? Like we're like treating an athlete and initially it's like, you know, we want to just try it. Like, like kind of work through it. I'm like, okay, like we've got these like hierarchy of things, but like infections are like a huge deal. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I could tell stories about like a number of different athletes, especially too, when they start going and competing in like foreign, like places where they're not used to, right. They're not used to the water sources. They're not used to that. It's like, they go and then it's like, oh, or they get like food poisoning in like the dining hall or something like that. It's just, you're in these areas. And then they come back and they're like, oh man, like I can't, I can't train. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I can think of like a couple athletes in like 2012 that we worked with that were like having like terrible seasons. And then they come into us and we're like, yeah, like you got like this stuff going on in like your digestive tract. Like you got to get this cleaned up so you can like start to get back on track. And so, you know, that's, what's affecting your muscles. That's why you feel like you're like a thousand pounds right now. Right. <laughs> and all of that. And so we clear those up and all of a sudden it's like, boom, like they're just back and it almost seems magic, but it really is. It was like, it's just being able to identify the problem. So, I mean, those, those infection things, they're huge. Um, like I I've got like tons of stories. I mean, dental infections. I mean, we had an athlete pull a tooth out, um, from a chronic injury that was not resolving. And they had a root canal that was related to an issue that they had. And, uh, we had them pull that out, you know, within like a couple of weeks, that injury started to improve. And like, we hadn't made a budge in it in a long time. And so, you know, there's oh, like man. all these like different, uh, you know, different things. It's like, you just, you just got to look, you know, like in those areas and then just have the right team around you where, you know, it's like, if you see those things, you're like, okay, we need to get you here. We need to get you here. We can handle this. And so that's one of the things we've built, like a really good team around us of mm -hmm. like, you know, like other health professionals and all of that. And so, 
when people come in, we can, we can work and look at their whole thing. And then if they need something else in another area, we could be like, yeah, you need to get over to that person. You need to get there. And it's like, sometimes it's crazy. You're like, I came in for, you know, my hip and now I'm getting, you know, my tooth pulled out. Right? Exactly like, right. I, they, they, they joke, I get joked with all the time. Like when you don't know what to do, you just pull people's teeth. You just have people get their teeth pulled out. So, <laughs> That's right. But it, it is true. And it's like when, when an individual, like, like you, like you said it about um, their digestion, it's like, you, you think in our realm, like, I mean, I'm an old dog in this. It's like, I'm just saying, like, you think you know some things and, and you have a good idea. But when we, when people come in and people out there are going like, what do, you, what do you mean if they have like dysentery or have uh, impair, infections in their gut? I'm like, that's the beauty of like, you, th- you know, you look at the structure and then you do your scans through kinesiology and you go, oh, okay, there's a, an infection, a parasitic quality in the gut. And that is creating enough toxicities to impair the connection between the brain and the gut. And so all the nerves connected to your intestines, i.e. your abdominal muscles, your quads, they're going to suffer and they're not going to be strong. And so people go, you mean uh, I can clean up my parasites and my quads turn back on and have a better season? Yes. You have a stroke. Can you get rid of that kind of infection and it helps your strength? Yes. And like you said, a tooth. Okay, brother, and this is story time. People like these kind of things. I had had a patient and and not making light of it at all. She had almost 11 teeth pulled, almost 11. Uh, you've seen this before, like there, and she's having all these different qualities. And I'm not saying I know what's going on, but I would do scanning up in the gums and I found heavy yeast and heavy viruses. And you know, when you've done it, you know, you, Kelly Blodgett, we go up there and we check them out. Yeah, we talk he, about did, he did mine. Shout out to Kelly for I saw a it. beautiful smile here. Totally. Like, <laughs> I find out the infections in the gums and the upper gums, and they're like, oh, there's stuff up in the gum lining. And that stuff's draining toxins into the body and your body's picking up on it. And then you think, can that turn off my, my calf muscles? You better believe it if it goes into your bladder. So people think, is it crazy how we're all connected? And I, I'm same way, man. You know what I've been doing too? And, and I want to get back to you talking about more stuff, but I'm going on the soapbox. I have been scanning teeth at the very beginning of every session because I, you know, we find it and I'm like, and everybody's like, yeah, my pancreas has always been bad. And I'm like, man, and they always have a cracked tooth, a cavity. Or yeah. they have a root canal in that tooth every single time. Yep. Anyway, I just went on the whole route. Guys. No, I, I I agree. No, I think it's I I mean I think it's a huge component. I think people need to know because a lot of the chronic things, it's like the, a lot of the chronic things that don't resolve. It's either like in your gut or your mouth. Like that's like I mean that's really like what I've seen is like a lot of these things that like if, if they're not making improvements, right? Like it's it's in your gut or your mouth, and so you've got to have mm-hmm. like the right tools to address that, you know and. So I, I think it's just something to bring awareness to, because honestly, for me, like biologic dentistry saved my life. So like I actually had some CEA markers um, that oh, were wow. rising, like for some, some colon cancer markers that were rising and all of that. Had no idea. I happened to be taking a microcurrent seminar. Uh, Simon Yu from St. Louis spoke at it and he was talking about parasites and all this stuff. And I had traveled to the International Symposium uh, on Integrated Medicine with Dr. Yenny back uh-huh. in 2012, right? But I got a really bad um, parasite infection over there because we were eating one of the delicacies and I didn't know what it was. We were eating congealed pig's blood and tofu. And I was like, and I was like, I thought it was like beef and potatoes. And I'm like, man, like, I was like, this just doesn't quite taste right. And, uh, and then the next night I, uh, I like, I I stood up at the dinner table and I just was like in a cold sweat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out here and they're going to have to take me to a hospital. (laughs) <laughs> and so needless to say, I survived like through that trip, but everything like waned for that. And so when I heard Dr. Yu, I was like, maybe I still have this, 
And, you know, I've been tested and like I had done some stuff, but hadn't like, you know, like uh, like hadn't felt like I'd gotten full resolution. So he's like, yeah, you still have this. But the reason that you have all these parasite infections and it's affecting your gut is because you have your cavitations where your wisdom teeth were and they're infected. And so we went out to Dr. Nunnally, who is like like one of the best biologic dentists like in the in the world. And I'm so glad that he's like in our backyard because um, mm-hmm. we refer to him all the time. And uh, he cleaned those out. I went through Dr. Yu's protocol, did some other like cleansing stuff. And within like, like eight, nine months, that marker was like back to normal. And I was like, I'm, I said, I'm giving myself like six months. And if I don't like see anything like in six months, and this is not advice for anybody else. This is just like what I did. Right. Yep. And I went through this whole process and I'm like, it, and if something like doesn't like get better then I'm going to investigate this more deeply, I'm like, I know how to track this. I know how to watch it. And I think I know what's going on and I'm going to test this theory. And then, so, so it was one of those things where it was like, it cleared on me. And I, so I, I give it credit for like biologic dentistry, saving my life. Right. Like, oh, it's like, man. I don't know where that, if, if I would have never found that or never like had that exposure to that. So I'm like super passionate about like biologic dentistry and all of that because of like what I've seen it do, what it did for me and mm-hmm. what I've seen it do for my patients. I mean, We've had patients that have had everything from like lupus, RA, like MS, like all these kind of things. And they were like, you know, trying to help get their physical body back, but they're like, they're blocked because of the infection. So we send them out to have an evaluation and see if there's anything in the, uh, you know, we're not saying like that's the the root cause or that's the cure, but it's, you know, you just want to unburden the system for people as much as possible. So just looking if there is a chronic infection in their mouth can be a huge thing. Oh, I, I agree, man. And I think that everybody out there, when you listen to it, it's like the, the, the vicinity of the teeth to the head, to the neurology, like literally yeah. like you have an infection. Okay. True brother. Like when I had Lyme re- infection really bad, uh, anybody would say, like, can it give you overall weakness? Like I credit it. I got uh, cavitations checked early on and I had like two where they had left uh, wisdom teeth opened up and I was having chronic weakness, like in my quads brother. And this was like, probably about five or six years into practice. And man, I had it so bad. I was looking great. I couldn't even, man, I couldn't stand up for a full day. I, my legs were so weak. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to have to quit practice. So I went down to Ecuador because I have friends in Ecuador, just because they're friends. And they had a guy that did kinesiology. He was a biological dentist down there. And he did CAT scans and everything. Well, um, they were like, yeah, you, you have, you know, you have these things in your mouth. Well, Dr. Lindsley, you know, Dr. Lindsley uh, yeah. up in uh, Wisconsin, he gave me his tinctures and he says, well, you got some Babesia parasite. So I started taking them high doses, man. And like you said, I was draining and I'm not kidding. My, and I wouldn't suggest this to anybody. I'm saying this is me personally. I like to hit things hard and I just started going after it. And I was, guys, it, I could feel stuff in my head. I felt like my ears were going to pop open sometimes. Like I would never do it to my patient. After that, I went back down at court because I was visiting friends. I was like, hey, doc, you think you can do a cat scan on me and see where they're at? And he goes, oh, perfecto. He goes, there's no, more, <laughs> there's no more cavitations because my legs got stronger. And I was doing methylation with Nancy Miller, Dr. Miller down it. And yep. I was like, oh, God, I can stand now. And I was seeing like 20 something people a day. When you say about looking into the mouth and finding out if the mouth has something connected to it, it definitely does, man. I'm not kidding. It's like one of the biggest, the gut and the mouth. It's got to drain and recirculate up through the head before it goes down. So it's going to actually go up and it's going to recirculate through the brain before it actually drains into the system. And so that's partly like what happens in there is it, it, it goes through there and then it dumps down. And so that's, that's partly why that becomes so important for all that. And, you know, we're talking about like, like, you know, stroke and concussion and like brain health and all that, like to like, you know, like that whole thing is the, the other thing to remember with all of those things is 
you got to understand like what was the in, like what was the status of the brain before the injury, right? Because everybody just assumes that like just because they had like normal function that it was like, you know, that things were normal and and there's a reason they had a stroke and most people have like neural inflammation, like they have all of those things and then, you know, you've got in that connection with like the jaw and the gut, right? Like the vagus nerve is also known as the pneumogastric nerve, right? So it goes from the brain to the gut to the lungs, also everywhere else. But it's basically like if you have infections in your gut, it's going to travel back up to your brain and then back down. It's basically got an escalator to go up and down like that whole area. So that's why you've got to look at gut health as well with all of these like brain conditions. You know, and that's why even when you get a concussion, you can get leaky gut, right? Like it's because you get the trauma to the brain. It sends that signal down there that that brain blood brain barrier has been disrupted because of trauma and inflammation. And then it goes down to the, uh, to, to the gut. It blows that open as well, too. So you've got to look at it at both ends because people were like, well, I was doing okay. And then, you know, I wrecked on my bike, hit going across the middle. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like I got like IBS and I got like, you know, like all these issues with my gut. And then you you run a stool sample on them. You see all these things like blown out in them, zonulin levels like crazy, like all those kind of things. And then you're like, okay, well, in order for you to like really recover from this, we got to take it as, as a two-way street. We've got to like look at like, getting all the, like the toxicity in the gut that's there. We got to get that cleared out. We got to get the tight junctions going. And then we got to get like some energy into the brain. And then all that's going to descend down and get your muscles and body working like it's supposed to again. I, I love the way you put it about the recirculation. Cause I think that people forget that, you know, cause they think that neurology and it is complicated in some way and your circulation. But when you really study lymph flow and about like, yeah. you, like you did a great presentation at the last kinesiology conference about the recirculation. That's why people say, well, I, well, I get brain fog at certain times a day. It's like, well, because you got to get your lymph pump pumping. And if you don't, it's, it's going back up. So if you have a bad diet, your brain's going to be off. Like, you know, with my mom, I know she had heavy signs of obesity and Bartonella and she had Epstein-Barr virus. And it's like, plus like she would eat Korean food. It was really healthy, but she'd also love to binge on sugars. And then she had tooth infections, but she never wanted to get them fixed. Yeah. Ever. And I think that, it, like, I think it was really great at the last conference. And I know, man, your time's precious, but I, I want to go over this. He was talking about the lymph flow. And about how that helped with muscular strength. And you were doing a pulsing mechanism on the lymph, especially underneath the clavicle, because you were talking about the patterns about like how lymph flows or how it congests, like in certain areas of the lymph nodes. Um, and, and I think that was a really powerful statement at the, uh, the kinesiology conference because people out there are like, oh, I've got neurological issues. I have this. I was like, you don't realize how strong lymph flow is connected, right? I mean, can you touch on that just a bit? Because people Yeah, so like- I mean, like the, the lymph is like the sewer system of the body, right? And so like, we, we call it like the silent suffocation, right? Like it's like, so if your <laughs> lymph is like, if your lymph is so heavy that you can't get circulation in, like, it's like, you can do all these things and it's not going to make a bit of difference, right? Like, or it might make a little bit of difference, but it keeps coming back. And so it's always funny because people, when they're doing a lot of lymph work, right, they're working from the bottom up, push towards the heart, do all this kind of stuff. But people forget that like right underneath the clavicle is like the thoracic ducts, right? Those are the two areas that drain your whole body. So like, if you don't have those open and like moving like they're supposed to, it actually will recirculate. It'll just drop back down. And that's where you see the people with like the swollen legs, swollen ankles, you know, Mm -hmm. like swollen waist, all that. They do all this work and they push it up and it just sits there. And most of the time, that's where people stop. They stop, you know, right about the abdomen at the cisternic highly. And, and, and they, you know, they push it. They're like, okay, we got it up to the heart. The heart will pump it around and do all of that. But it's like, you got to get into those areas and make sure those clavicles are working well. Make sure there's like good mobility in through there. Make sure that those are like drained correctly. And when you open those drains, it's like crazy. Like 
I mean, I had a lady that came in and she was, her, her pulse rate was like up at a hundred and her like pulse ox was like 85. And we're like, okay, like, let's make sure like, you know, like for the, take some blood pressure, take some signs, like do all these like kind of things. And we're like, okay, like, I think she's just like, and, and she was kind of like swollen. She had just been in a real moldy area and all mm-hmm. of that. And so we put some lasers on her, just started doing some like light pumping, open it up. We found out she was there and we watched the pulse ox. It went, you know, her, her heart rate went from like a hundred down to like 70 and her pulse went to like, her pulse wow. oxygen, like oxygen saturation went up to like back to a hundred. Everything was chill. We let her like lay on some lasers like for like, you know, like 20 minutes we came back and she was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like so different. And it really wow. was is basically all this stuff had like built all the way back up, like in her system. And we just needed to decongest. And as we kind of decongested it, she just, it took that stress off of like all the other other systems that were going there. And she's like, oh yeah, my legs feel better. My body feels better. I feel lighter. Everything feels better. And so it's just like, it's one of those things where we've just got to like, we just got to like identify those things. And I think fluid flow and nerve flow, like in lymph flow are all like super important. Like everything matters, right? Like, and so it's like, you got to get like that, like neurological power connection to like the body. But then you've also got to make sure the drainage is open, you know, because it's like you think about an athlete, right? Like they're training. The, the goal is to get them to train as hard as they can recover day in and day out so they can actually have their best performances. Right. And yeah. so, yeah. so, right. So all the little things that can help them like recover just a little better. I had, I had a strength and conditioning coach where tell me, he's just like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you're like the, he's like, you're the like performance recovery specialist. Right. And then he's like, he's like, you just, he's like, you just, you give them that like little bit and you just help them find out where those things are like in balance so they can recover better. And yep. then, you know, we always joke that it's like some of their coaches then start to know that they can get away with more. And then we're, <laughs> like, we're like, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Like, I'm like, I'm working hard enough the way it is. Like, let's just like, let's let them accumulate some time under training. Right. Like, it's like, let's not push it too hard right now that you can, but that's what kind of happens with some of those things is it's just, it's just, it really, it, it just goes back to basic physiology, right? Like you yep. get back into that area where you look at like the basic physiology. And sometimes it's like, I know what like we do. It's like, it like sounds like sci-fi, like, like crazy stuff. Right. I, I feel like our protocols are so basic, right? Yeah. Like to me, right. it's like, it, it's like, it, right. it's just like very simple. Like we just like, like in everybody comes like to shadows us and all that. They're like, this just seems they're like, they're like, it just, it's like, we always say it's complexly simple. Right. Like where we're just like, and we just try to work through those patterns and all of that. And it's like, get that system like reconnected. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be fa- like, like super fancy, anything like that. So and then, not at all. I, yeah. I love it when you said it, doc, like when you say it's, it's patterns, like yeah. I always tell people, I said, we can't make it too complicated. There's mechanics to it. There's it's cogs, wheels, gears, and we have to see how the next one rotates the next clutch, the next gear. And I'm like, when we look at it, like you say, the lymph flow, like I, I, I remember we can go on stories because both of us have some crazy stories. Cause sometimes like you say the, the simplistic complexity of the system, it's simplistic to me because like I had a patient about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, brother. And, and like I was checking some teeth and I was like, I, I, I'm not a dentist. I'm just saying I was pressing up on the gums, doing some testing. And I got a, a, neuro, a neurological signal, like in one of the teeth, but it was, it was more for the cardiovascular system for the heart. So I'm not acting like a cardiologist. I was like, well, She's had some heart issues. She's been on blood pressure stuff for, all, for a long time. But doing our scan, I was just like, well, I found some fungal indicators. So I was like, all right, um, I think there's candida and some pathological fungus in there. I'm not sure. Let's just use, open up some acupuncture points. 
clean up some stuff later, put on some different things. I was like, well, we may want to look into this because it, it keeps showing up after the last three visits. Well, they called me up and she started getting these chest congestions. She wasn't feeling because you're talking about lymph flow. She goes to the hospital, which I was so surprised to even look for it. She, they did a scan and they found congested lymph nodes around her heart. And they did a blood test and there was fungus all through her. And she had hands that were swollen and they thought she had RA, but her family line had RA. And she, they were like, we don't think it's RA. We could have fungus. Could that family line gave you a miasm and genetic information that you could attract you know, mold? But the thing is like this, we think we're real complicated. Oh, it is like, no, I just found a tooth. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I think there's mold there. So people out there get really can get intimidated when they talk to us and they're like, no, I was like, no, it's just like, I look at the mechanics. It's like your arm doesn't rotate this well. That's a muscle there. That's off. It's connected to this organ. This organ had this problem. Let's clean it up and see if it helps. And I know we're, I don't want like people out there, like they look at us and they go, man, you do a lot of magic. And I was like, man, if I had magic, I would be on the, on a beach in Barbados <laughs> <laughs> with a nice margarita most of the day. And then, but it being somehow transporting back and forth between here and Nashville to like treat people. Because yeah. um, you know you couldn't stop. I know. That's, that's <laughs> my part. That's good. But yeah. uh, the people out there, brother, are going to gonna look at it and they want to see, like, tell us a bit about your office, where you're at. Tell us people about how they can follow you and, like, some of the stuff that you're doing, like, what's coming up in the future for you. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're in Austin, Texas. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're actually kind of finishing out a little bit of, like, an office, like, redesign. We're bringing in some, like, new equipment. I'm really trying to enhance like everything that we're doing in here. And so we kind of work with, you know, if people are local, we can set up like, you know, like local like treatments where people will come in, you know, whatever they've got going on, you know, it's, it's great. I always appreciate when people are, are it's easier when people are local because we can get that consistency of care. But then we also have people that fly in for intensives. They might say for a week, two weeks, a month, you know, depending on like what's going on. So we can start to make some progress with that. So we have intensives that we do as well. Where, you know, you, it's kind of like what you guys did when you brought your mom in, right? Like you're in there from like first thing in the morning till we close at the end of the day. And we're basically, you know, we're doing some like activation. Then we're running you through restorative like technology. Then we're doing some like activation, then restorative technology, right? So it's like we do some of the activation. Then we let, let the body regenerate and heal. Then we try to do some more activation, let the body regenerate and heal. And so that's kind of how our intensives work, where we just, we're, we're trying to like get as much done as we can um, in that time. And a lot of times it's like, those are good because you might be able to come in for a week and then it's like, go home. Like we give you some like, like exercises, routines, like different things to like home care, come back in like another month and all that, you know, one, cause we have people that come from all over and, you know, maybe like four or five of those intensives over the course of like five or six, you know, like five or six months. And you just keep, every time you come in, we're like, okay. Like, this is my week. I'm going to be ready to go. We're going to work hard. And because, I mean, you, you've been in the office, like we, uh, we push people like we're, it's, it's not passive therapy, like yeah. in, in the office, it is very active. It's, it's, it's an intensive, like, you know, system We're we're, we're looking at basically the status of everybody's nervous system. So we also know like, Hey, we can push this person like this hard, but this person we might need to like you know, take it a little easier. So it's not like everybody we're treating like Olympic athletes and stuff like that. And some of our Olympic athletes, we can't even push that hard either because they're so like wiped out that yeah. we've got to like take them through restorative like protocols as well when they're in here as well too. So it's, it's really like for us, it's like, we, like, we, we like both, right? Like we like, you know, having those, like, you know, the people that we're working with week in and week out to get them to a new level, you know, people that are just trusting us for like their wellness and like, you know, like trying to like, live the, like the, the best life they can. 
And then those people that come in for intensives, like, yeah, we just, we're going like, like, it was like your mom. Like I kind of like set a silent intention when that person, when I have that first like meeting, I'm like, okay, do my analysis. And I, and, and I didn't share it with you till the last day. Cause I, and I was like, I, I said, I said, when, when the first day we worked with her, I was like, she's going to take her first unassisted steps um, before she leaves this week. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's going to be the, that's going to be my like silent intention as we're like working through this. And, you know, like some people, it might be like, Hey, like, I'm going to just like, we're going to get a foot moving and we're going to get, you know, some range of motion, get some strength back like this week, the next week we're going to work or the next week we're going to work on like some postural control. And then now we're going to like start trying to get like that hand open, like moving and all of that. And then now we're going to like get it all together and we're going to get them up like striding and moving and all of that. So, so we're always looking, you know, like for, for me, like I, I can't turn my brain off. You, I mean, everybody probably can see that already, like how fast I talk and go like a thousand miles a minute, but I'm always trying to like research and build, like what are the best things that we can bring in to help like restore people? And I think one of the unique things in our, our clinic is, is we've really built out like I would consider for like physical rehabilitation, like one of the best facilities for like physical rehabilitation, like wellness, like all of that, where we can look at it from like all avenues and we can address it from there. And then within, you know, like 15, 20, 30 minutes of that, we have a whole bunch of other specialists. Like if somebody comes in and they need dental work, we can send them out to like Dr. Dunley. If we need like, you know, orthopedic, you know, regenerative medicine, stem cells, PRP for like our pro athletes or like anybody who's had an injury that hasn't healed for a while. We've got like orthos that can do that for us. Um, you know, we've got like, and so we've got a network of other doctors. We've got other functional medicine doctors, things like that, that if we need to like tie into like, you know, some of this we can work with. So I'm all about collaborating with all doctors. And if there's any like doctors on here that are like, you know, like, I, I'm just be like, yeah, like, this is what we're doing with them. Like, would you be able to help here? Like, how do you see us teaming mm-hmm. up and doing this? I, I mean, I, I was an athlete. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I love like the team aspect of that. And I think whenever you have like a chronic health issue, whether it be like a stroke, some type of like degenerative disease, autoimmune disease, chronic pain, complex regional pain syndrome, something like that, you need a team around you. And that's what we're kind of trying to build out here plus having the best restorative technology that can help the body heal as well too, on top of like the, the, the protocols that we use with everything. So I agree, man. I, I will say this, my mom's super encouraged. She's like here and she's like, we, she had a little bit of like some extra health stuff and you know that and it's like, she's at, she's literally like saying, when am I going back to Austin? I was like, well, I'll probably bring her down for like two weeks at a time or something, probably uh, coming up probably pretty, pretty recently, brother. But I'll say this as we close up. I'm, I'm saying, please check out Dr. Noah and, and his feeds is at Dr. Noah and it's underscore Moose. Doctor, uh, Dr. Noah Moose. Dr. Noah Moose. Yeah. And, um, and guys, uh, he'll be tagged on our, our, our bio. Um, and I, I'll say this, wrap it up in a positive way. Like when I see Dr. Moose work, it's like you look at some of all the videos. And uh, when we were there, there was a young athlete and I, and I am not trying to tell her story. I can't say, you know, I'm being very cautious about it, but like, She'd had some issues like with her, uh, I think, birth control. And she was not, she's now, she was a runner and she was taking steps. But seeing her cheer, being cheered on, her, the hope that people see when they can actually take a step. And it almost makes me like the hope my mom see, saw when she could take a step. I'm not making a lot of it. You have a, a baby that learns how to take its first steps and it's the most exciting thing it's ever done. And then you look at it and you're like, this person's brain forgot how to do it. And you've learned how to make steps to help these people with that. And that's what people want is hope and encouragement. I'm telling you, it's amazing stuff. And so 
Doc, we want to be in touch with you. You know, we're going to keep on talking with you about doing more stuff about neurology. So we can ask you and have you on and we'll do some lives together. If that's okay, brother. And please follow Dr. Noah. And if you guys have any health issues, hook up with him, you know, just talk, talk to him about it and see if there's anything that you guys can, he can help you with. Um, you're doing amazing work, brother. You inspire me. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like he's the young buck and I'm telling you what, like when I see all the stuff he's got going on, I was like, I don't know that much. He's got all this <laughs> cool technology and I'm like, uh, I try. I mean, you've been one of the people that brought me along, like helped me through so much, like to grow and all of that. And honestly, too, like nothing that we do is possible without my team as well, too. Like, right. Like I mean, you, you've been in the office, like, right. Like I, there, there is the team that we have here is like the most amazing group of people. Um, and, and really like nothing that we do is possible without them. So yeah, it's, totally. it's a whole like conglomerating approach. And, and I, I'm so grateful, like, you know, that, like, you know, you trust me, like with your care of your parents, that people trust me with their kids, their family members, like their own health. And I'm just so grateful that it's like that, that we get to be a part of people's story and help them in any way that we can. So, oh, man, I'm telling you, like if people can see your heart and your enthusiasm, brother. We love it here. So everybody check them out. And Doc, I'm going to when we get done here, I'll just say, good, you know, I'll talk to you soon. I'll be down there soon as well. But everybody check out Dr. Noah Moose. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have these type of conditions, please search them out and get some information from him and see how we can help. Thanks so much, guys. Take it easy. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.